Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Let's do this. Um, John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. If you were here last week, man, thank you for helping us celebrate our anniversary. Yes, amen. Oh, man, it's just so, so exciting to look back. And we do continue to stay amazed at God's grace and by what he's doing for us and what he's doing in this place. And I'm thankful that you've been here, been a part of it, and uh, you've been a part of this journey, whether it was day one, you've come in even today for the first time. Uh, as we go and walk into this next chapter, we'd love for you to be a part of that. Because there's still a whole lot of people out there that need Jesus. A lot of people out there that need Jesus. And so uh, we're going to do our best to make him known in their life and, and watch their life change because of that. And I believe, I'm telling you, I, I feel the Spirit of God is doing something in this room today. I, I don't know. Don't take lightly what God does in those moments. What will happen is probably for you, just knowing how the enemy works. He's a liar and a thief. We'll learn that in a minute. But he'll do things to, even today to discourage you in what you did. Right. You stand in the word of God. You stand on faith, stand on his principles. You believe this to be true, and everything else is a lie. Oh, come on, help me. Amen. Everything else is a lie except this word. You stand on that today. So I'm going to um, do this as, as in, in the amount of time that the Lord lets me speak, whatever that is today. Um, John chapter 10. I'm going to read 18 verses. There's a lot of, lot of verse, and uh, all but about one verse of it is written in red. Amen. All but one verse of it is written in red. And um, <clears throat> it goes like this. Verse 1. Moses, surely I say to you that he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper uh, opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Amen. You're thankful for the voice of the Lord. Oh, Amen. Yet they will be known. Uh, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he has spoke to them. So Jesus said to them again, "Most assuredly I say to you." And he just kind of gets real practical, real real, breaks it down, and just says, "Let me go ahead and tell you that I am the door. <laughs> I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them." I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and will find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Aren't you thankful for that verse? And he says that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one does not. Who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. But once again, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and have been known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. So if they ain't here yet, they're coming. Amen. <laughs> and there will be one flock and one shepherd. 
Therefore, my father loves because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. Ain't that good news? I feel like Ed McMahon today, man. I'm giving you something today a whole lot better than a, than a um, something that you win a lottery or a publisher's clearinghouse. Man, Jesus came, and that's good news. Thank you, Father, today for the good news of the gospel. Today, I pray today, Father, that we'll hear this today. We'll walk in this today, God. We'll be encouraged today by this good news of who you are. Today, God, let us see you more clearly. Help us get a greater understanding of your love and what you did for us on the cross. And we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Church, say amen. 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 High five your neighbor and say, I love you very much. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to try to just push some stuff in you real quick, so try to be open and get as much as you can, all right? Um, as we do this today, we, we took a break last week from the parable series, but we're jumping back into it today, looking at the words of Jesus, looking at the stories that he told. And as I unpack this today, you'll find this message on our website and on iTunes underneath the heading of the Good Shepherd. Now, uh, as I've been studying this, as I've been reading this, there's some people that call this a parable. Some uh, theologians call it a metaphor, I don't care what you call it. I call it good stuff. Amen. This is just good news. And so today, as we study this and just break this down for a few moments, I just want us to be open to talking and getting such a great revelation of Jesus. Just getting a big picture of who he is today. And, uh, and, and I, I think this today, you're going to find out, some of you that are praying for your lost loved ones, you're going to find out that he is a loving God who's done some things so that they can be saved and that they can come in and find a good pasture and find that love. So it's just an amazing work. We have talked about in this series, about week 10 of this, this series, we talked about the, good, uh, the lost sheep. We focused on some of that. You know, sometimes we do that in church a lot. We look at the bad things and we look at where we're at and that we need to make sure we keep a clear picture of where we were at, but also where we can go. But even above that, we can get our eyes on the one who took us out if we already came out. We can get our eyes on the one who can take those out that you, the, who may today need that, who you might have been praying for just a few moments ago. So as we look at this, just be open. I'm going to give you about seven things quickly. I would jot them down if I was you, and I would go back and read and study and just keep getting this word in you the best that you can as we look at and unpack God's word today. But Jesus told this story, told this parable, and he began to talk about himself I like that. He's the only one who has really uh, the opportunity and really should talk about himself. Amen. And so that's why we talk about him so much around here. That's why our vision statement is to make Jesus known and not make faith renewed known, but to make Jesus known because he's the one we should be talking about. And he spoke under some authority in his word. He began to say some things about himself that we need to make sure we understand clearly. That we need to understand that we need to get clear picture, clear revelation of these things. And I'm just going to hit them quick, and I'm going to maybe pull out some of the stories of some of the, the stuff that may take up some time. But I want you to get this today. As the first thing Jesus said in, his, in this parable today, in this story, he said that he's the door. Okay? Look, look you got to see this. He is the door. He's telling these guys a story. It makes me feel good to know that Jesus got up and said stuff and taught stuff, and they were still looking like, what? You know, I mean, literally, they didn't get it. And so Jesus trying to break it down, show them some truth, teach them some things that they can do, and they say, like, what? So he breaks it down and just says, I am the door. 
You know that Jesus is the only one who says that he is the way? He is the truth. He's the life. No man comes to the Father unless they go through him. Today, if you are a believer in this room, you didn't get there any other way than through Jesus. And today, if you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, you'll never be able to get to the Father unless you go through the door. All right? There's a door in in the hospitality room. I'll never be able to get to the hospitality room unless I walk through that door. He's the door. He's it. He's the only way. It's amazing that you look at and you hear these other religions and you hear some of these other things and they begin to talk about that, that they know the way. Oh, let me come teach you the way, Daniel, son. Let me take you to the way. Jesus is the way. He's it. There is no other way. The only way you can get to him is through this door. He told that he, he's trying to get them to say, and he repeats it in seven. He repeats it in nine. He gets on down to verse 10, and he starts to begin to reveal some things that they really should get. He says that there is a thief out to steal, out to kill, and out to destroy. But he said this. He says that he came to give life. Today, if anything's been stolen from you, he didn't do it. Okay? Well, I want us to, because I know, man, I've heard stuff. I've heard stories, man, that God did this to me, and I can't believe God would do this to me. Can't believe God didn't do it. Today, if anything's been taken from you, according to the scripture, if there's a, there's a thief who's out to take some stuff, <clears throat> his name's not Jesus. His name's not Jesus. And today, if there is any life in you, it came because of Jesus. He's the door. Second thing is this. He said in the scriptures, he goes on and he begins to tell these disciples and all those who were gathered. In verse 11, he tells them, he says that I am the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. And I love this. I, I, I love, there's some things in here, and there's been people that have taught this, and I believe there's a lot, of, a lot of truth that we can get from this, that if you're a pastor, if you're in the ministry, and you look at some of these attributes of what you should, your ministry should look like, you should, and I think it's very neat as I try to look at what a good shepherd is and what we should do. A lot of cool stuff in here about that. But all those things aside, I want you to understand that this is about you today. This is about all of us today in this room. And more than anything else, it's about Jesus. He's the good shepherd. It's him. He's good. There's never at any other time in any way has he ever been bad. You're like, oh, duh. No, no, no. You got you to see that. He's good. He's good. He's good all the time. All the time he's good. There's never any time he's not good. So if you get in a place, if you get in this moment, don't, you got to know. You have to know who your enemy is. You have to know who the one who's come against. You, got, you need to know today who's good and who ain't, who to follow, who to listen to, who to follow, and it's Jesus. He's a good shepherd. He's good. He's never any time, not bad. And he also refers to himself as a shepherd. Go to Psalms 23. Go to Psalms 23. We don't have church tonight. There's no services, no meetings. Are there? No meetings? No meetings? Guys, leaders, we good? Okay, good. You'll be all right. You ain't got to go nowhere, then. Psalm 23. <clears throat> let's look at this for a second. Let's, just, let's get it quick. In this passage, written by David, who was what? Anybody know? 
a shepherd, he begins to talk and begin to describe what the shepherd is. We read this scripture. We, we share this stuff with them. We look at these things a lot. But I, I want you to think for just a second who wrote this and who taught this and who understood really what a shepherd was. And this is what he said in verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Can you say that today? The Lord is my shepherd. He said, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Whose name? It's all about him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He didn't say evil wasn't going to come. But you don't have to fear that. You don't have to fear. You don't have to walk in that. You don't have to walk in fear. He says, for you are with me. Somebody right now, just just make that declaration of your life. Just just put your hand on your chest and say, Father, I thank you that you're with me. Come on, I thank you that you're with me. This week, you're going to get in some, and you're gonna, you, that's going to help you. You just grab that, that he's with you. Father, I thank you that you're with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 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 He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And, and, and we need to see this. A good shepherd leads the sheep, gets out in front of them. And this is what good sheep do. They follow. They follow. If you see, if you look out, if you look out, in a, and if you was today in a place where there's much pasture, there was still a lot, of, a lot of grazing and a lot of cattle, and you had a lot of sheep. The shepherd is doing this. The shepherd's leading sheep. He's leading sheep. He's out there and sheep are following him. They're doing this. They're following Jesus. They fo- they, I mean, they follow the shepherd. That's what they do. So today you have to ask yourself this question. Are you following Jesus? Not are you coming to church. Are you following Jesus? Not are you, are you serving, you give all those things that you should do in the Bible. We could point them out, show it to you, you should do, but are you following Jesus? Because this is what Jesus wants, you to follow him. If you're going to be a disciple, if you're going to follow, you have to follow him. You have to be willing to lay everything else and pick it up and just follow him. You follow. That's what, that's what we're called to do. Matthew 4, 19 and 20 say this. It says that Jesus went to Peter and Andrew. He spoke to them and he said, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. Now just for a moment, just, just think for a second. Are, are you following Jesus? That's tough because that, that's what we have to do. I don't know where it is when we got older and we began to change a little bit. I, I kind of liked, you know, again, talking about my seven-year-olds and my kids and thinking about it. But somewhere along the way, we get a little shift and we think things are supposed to be maybe a little bit different. Anybody remember Follow the Leader? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Is that not the funnest game? This is before they had video games, guys. Y'all know about these kind of games because now y'all sit and, and y'all do this. But, but we used to play this game called Follow the Leader. I mean, you have, you know, any other game you don't want to be it. Not it. Not it. You remember that? One, two, three, four. Not it. I mean, any other game. But in Follow the Leader, man, you want to be it. 
You want to be the one to lead. And if you got to be it, follow the leader was awesome, man. The leader would take you. They would do stuff. And I remember we, man, I remember growing up in church and, 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 and some of the things that we'd do, we'd follow. We went some places, man. We were following the leader. And on the meantime, you had to do what the leader did. Leader spin around, you spin around. Leader hop, you hop, you jump. You follow the leader. You... Where did all that begin to shift as we got older? He said, follow me. Now, somewhere along the way, we've, we've shifted from, I'm going to pick up my cross, follow Jesus, until now we follow him in our heart. Oh, pastor, I'm following Jesus in my heart. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you're following Jesus in your heart, you're going to get up and you're going to do some stuff for Jesus. Because this is what Jesus is going to do. He's going to pick you up. He's going to carry you. He's going to lead you through some stuff, around some things. Um, he may spin you around a little bit. You, you may get so full of Jesus, and you may hop a little bit on one, one foot. Some of y'all wonder what was going on. They're just following the leader. That was just the Spirit of God was just doing some stuff. Some of you wonder why they praise like that, following the leader. But somewhere we got this place. Well, I'm, I'm, right now, Pastor, I'm giving in my heart. It, when the basket come by, the bag pass through, you, didn't put, you ain't following him in your heart. You ain't giving in your heart. Oh, y'all were so much happier a while ago when I was speaking that other stuff. Man, talking about your love was getting saved. Y'all was all shouting, clapping. Come on, you got to stay with me for just a minute. Oh, but pastor, I'm serving in my heart. <coughs> Sitting right now, everything, there's work going on around. There's things happening. There's people that need Jesus. But right now, you're just serving in your heart. Serving in your heart ain't going to get nobody saved. Let me tell you what's going to get them saved. What you did when you surrendered and gave that thing to Jesus, lifted them up to the Lord, prayed over them, spoke word over their life, let the Spirit of God begin to work, and then get up from that altar and say, God, now i got to do whatever it is you tell me to do to help them get there. Whatever, whatever it takes, if I need to keep loving, if I need, what I need to get, whatever it is, or you speak to me, you lead, I follow, and I do what you say. Because, again, he's a shepherd, he's good, and he loves you. Next thing is this, and we, we're going quick. He's good, which means what? We're not. Okay? Hate to break that to you. Hate to give that bad news today. You're not. Well, Pastor, what if I'm in Christ? In Christ, I have the... Now, in Christ, you're awesome. You the man. You rock. You are you're the bomb. But outside of that, you're not any good. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be real nice and say that very... Pastoral, you're not very good. Thank you. But you have to see that. In case you haven't figured it out yet, in this story, we're the sheep. I know sometimes we want to, we want to jump in the role and we want to do something. We're the sheep. Myself, in this story, we're the sheep, all of us. We have to do this. We have to understand who we are in the role. And we have to understand this. The Bible says it was prophesied by Isaiah that in verse 50, chapter 53, verse 6, that all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. That's a good shepherd. That's a good shepherd. That's who he is. And it says in the Message Bible, it says that God piled all of our sins Everything that we've done wrong on him. Aren't you thankful? 
Come on, just get this again. Everything that we've done, it's been poured on him. He is a good shepherd who loves us. He's good. We're not. We can be in him. And the fourth thing is this. We can hear his voice. Ain't a whole lot of things I say unless I know what it is. But the Lord gave me this week this word for somebody specifically. I spoke something into their heart that I felt like it was the Raymond word. Right now, the Lord says to you, you are his sheep. You hear his voice. You obey. And it was just clear. And it was after that word that he took me to John. He kept saying John 10 after I got through speaking that to them. And then I went and started reading. This is what this came out of this week. Has something else I was going to share. But in that, in that moment, we have to see that we can hear his voice. You know that God wants you to hear his voice? He wants you to hear his voice. Today, you should be hearing him. If you're not hearing him, move closer. Come on, if you're not today, if you're in this room and you're not hearing his voice, move closer. If this mic got cut off, you couldn't hear me, what you would have to do is move closer. Today, all if you if you do this, if you just move closer to him, take one step, you begin to hear again. You begin to just be able to get in a place to where you, even no matter what's going on, begin to hear the voice of the shepherd because that's what sheep do. That's what they do. They hear it. You know, and I love the story. Jesus is illustrating. This is, this is again, it's Bible. It's true. They would say that a shepherd could walk up to a fence, just begin to speak, and it says that those sheep's ears begin to perk up. I don't know how they perk up. I mean, but however they do that. You know, would begin to, head would raise up. They would be in the middle of something going on. They would hear the voice of the shepherd and cease what they were doing. That's how I want to live, man. That's how I want to live. I, 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 want, us to, I want us as a church to be able to hear his voice. What what's he wants to do? Not whatever other church is doing. Bless them, man. They may, that might be what God's telling them, but if God ain't telling us to do it, we got to do what God's telling us to do. We got to hear his voice, do what he says, and just follow because of that he's speaking. He's saying things to you. He is speaking. And what I love about it, the Bible says that he calls us by name. There was a moment in your life, if you're here and you know Jesus, there was a moment that he called your name. He, he spoke it so clearly to you. I don't know what, how it went for you, what it looked like for you. For me, it looked like, for me, I was in our house at home. My parents were living in the same house. I was a kid, just a little nine-year-old boy sitting on my couch watching an evangelist begin to tell the story of Jesus, begin to talk about the good news, to talk about how good God was, how much he loved him, how much mistakes he made, but the Lord forgave him and kept him and watched over him. And he says, somebody today, Lord, speaking to you, and he spoke to me and called me by name. When did he call you by name and when did you answer? If you don't remember that, today the Lord wants to call you by name. You should know. You should remember that there should be a moment where he called you and you begin to follow and you begin to go. The Bible says he knows the very no hairs of the number of hairs on our head. That's easy for some of us, amen? <clears throat> Hard for others, but that's a miracle within itself for some, but some, it's no revelation to have to have that. So, but again, he knows that. Sixth thing is this, we've got to see it. It's higher as this scripture says. They see what they can get and not what they can give. 
I believe that's a lot of things, but I, I believe for us, for where we're at today, what the Lord's speaking is, there will be people that will come into your life to see what they can get from you and not what they can give to you. That's going to happen. You're going to see that. There'll be those moments. And any time you follow someone or something other than Jesus, you will always finish up with less. The lady who came, and, and we look at that cool story that I spoke about a few moments ago where she took that box and she broke it and she poured that oil. And we're like, dude, that's awesome. And it was. But what she got was so much greater than what she gave. I'm telling you, what she got was so much greater than what she gave. Anytime you give to him, you can trade. There's a great exchange system with Jesus and it's good stuff, man. He's always out to give to you. And the last thing is this. Is number seven is that Bible says that he laid his life down for you. He laid his life down for you. I was watching this special, and uh, some things are just kind of funny. I mean, just some things on TV are kind of funny. But it was talking about who crucified Jesus, who killed him, and I. Uh, you know, you've probably seen that where, you know, it puts all of them on trial and they look at and they say, well, the Romans did this and because of their way of crucifixion and, well, the Jews, that they'd done this and the Jews were the really one. Well, Pilate is the one who's really responsible because he could have done something other than just get his hands washed. He could have stepped in. He could have spoke to work. Nobody. Nobody took Jesus. Nobody took his life. He said... He laid his life down for you. And this is good news for you today. This is good news for you today. There was a lot of people, man, I was not expecting that to, in what God did in just a few moments ago when we prayed. There's a lot of people out there who need Christ, who need this. This is the good news. He laid his life down.